Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, How to Become Your Business's Source of Working Capital, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now, let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Industry leader Alicia White helps you become a successful speaker. She gives effective on and offstage strategies and designs brilliantly branded speaker tools to help you grow your business every time you speak. With years of experience in branding, business, and speaking, clients receive the next steps on successful speaking. An award-winning speaker, Alicia was selected as a woman you need to know by the Women Speakers Association and is the recipient of two awards from the Texas Intercollegiate Press Association. Committed to the speaking industry, she serves as a district-level officer in Toastmasters and was a founding member of the Public Speakers Association. Alicia is an international bestseller on the book compilation, Share Your Message with the World. Her latest book was endorsed by Tom Ziegler of Ziegler, Inc., the proud son of Zig Ziegler. The Successful Speaker's Handbook, Tools, Ideas, and Strategies to Elevate Your Expertise as a Speaker is available on Amazon. So, Alicia, welcome to the show. Hey, Candy. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys. Well, I know this is a great topic we'll be discussing with everything that's going on. There's probably a lot of people who are thinking about potential changes they might need to make in their career or products and services. So mastering reinvention is a great topic to discuss. Right. Yes. So I know you serve people who, you know, want to use speaking to grow their business, but you didn't start out that way. So can you tell us what you did prior to this career? Well, it's pretty interesting that... I had no idea that, you know, years after graduating from my first stint in college that, you know, I would be speaking and helping others with their speaking career because I graduated in with a nuclear medicine degree, mm-hmm. a bachelor's of nuclear medicine, and I worked as a technologist at the hospital. And that's where you, where a, a nuclear medicine tech is like a, an x-ray uh, technologist or a CT uh, mm-hmm. MRI technologist where you inject people with radioactive isotopes and then you put them under your camera and you scan for diagnostic uh, things uh, to see if the organs are healthy and functioning properly. So I dealt a lot with radiation. Uh, I was the radiation safety officer at my last hospital job where I had, you know, used a lot of my left brain, a lot of math, a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, crossing T's, dotting I's. And I I do want people to know, though, I didn't glow in the dark. (laughs) I was thinking radiation. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yeah, I, I know I've met you years ago, and I never would have guessed that you had this nuclear medicine background because, of course, I met you when you were doing the back of the room productions. But uh, I found that quite interesting. Yes. Uh, when people find out, they they look at me like, oh, wow. And I go, I know. Not only am I cute and fun, I'm smart, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so interesting. So, you know, what made you then decide to actually end that career in the health field and start working in a different profession? I, I did immediately switch professions. And I, I didn't realize at the time that I was missing something in my life that I didn't, that I wasn't passionate about the nuclear medicine job. I, you know, I enjoyed working with the doctors, the other technologists, and, and of course, serving my patients. I had a supervisor, the radiology director there. Uh, she actually saw some creative talents of mine and leveraged them where I would use, um, where I would put together uh, articles for the local newspaper about announcements that were happening in the radiology department. I created events uh, for so that other people would learn about uh, the uh, radiology department, uh, employee appreciation. I did these fun posters and put on little parties. And I, when I did that, a lot of people were like, wow, you should really go into public relations. Hey, mm-hmm. did you know you, you would be good at public relations? So I started thinking, well, hey, maybe I should get a job in public relations mm-hmm. <laughs> because I did enjoy that. You know, I, I, it was really interesting to see that side of me grow as I was doing, you know, my left brain stuff. I was also utilizing my right brain. And so I decided to go back to college. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, while you were talking about that too, what popped in my mind was someone else saw that in you too and had you start doing something. So for those who are like listening and thinking like, what should I be doing? I'm, you know, maybe need to go into a new career or do something new. You know, the first thing I thought of was ask those around you, like what are some of the strengths they see because we don't always see in ourselves, right, you know, what's there. And so you saying like the supervisor, you know, started asking you to do things that, you know, they identified some creativity in you. I think that was awesome. Absolutely. If you're in a position where you're just not sure what that next journey is for you in your career, or if you are considering, you know, starting a, a business of your own, Ask those around you, Candy. That's a that's a great a great suggestion. You know, what do other people see in you? You know, what what other strengths do you have that you're not utilizing right now? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, going back to like your story too. So you you know had this first career in nuclear medicine. Now you know they're having you do these you know things, and you're doing a little bit creative, and you start thinking reinvention. You know, so. What did your husband think when you started talking about doing something different? I'm going back to school. You know, what was that? I am. I am very lucky. Uh, he, my husband Rick, he is. He was on board. He really wanted to see me succeed and do something that I truly enjoyed. He has a belief that life is too short doing something you don't love. Mm-hmm. And he knew that. It, Every time I would come home with a project from the hospital that had to do with these events or writing an article or putting together a newsletter, he saw that spark in me. And so he was on board. 
And uh, I quit my, you know, high dollar salary job to go back to college. I went back, I actually researched several colleges looking at their different public relation programs. And Texas Women's University was the one uh, that I could go through the program, get a mass communication degree in one year, which Mm. means I could take one year off of working, you know, our lifestyle, his salary could support that. And then I could start making, you know, my own salary in a different career a year later. That's, that was important to me. Right. Well, and that's a scary thing to do too. I mean, my story actually is kind of similar where I had, you know, a quote unquote real job. I had a regular paycheck and my husband was encouraging me to start my own business too. And it is scary to leave that salary or, you know, what you have is kind of a guaranteed income to do something new. But right now with a lot of people actually, you know, potentially not working or working a lot less, this is also a great time to potentially be starting something on the side, you know, for some extra income or something too, and maybe start testing what that reinvention might be for them. Exactly. And, you know, I I do want to share some tips that I've written out. And, you know, one of them is definitely if you're working in a position in a career right now and you're not sure whether you want to switch careers or start another business, one of the things I advise is start doing things on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, My first job after I went to college, um, or I'm sorry, uh, my second job after I graduated from college, um, I actually started doing website design on the side. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because when the gentleman interviewed me for the job uh, to come in as a production uh, marketing coordinator, uh, he said, uh, he asked me, so where do you see yourself in five years? Well, you know, everybody gives that standard answer, oh, I see myself in your seat or, (laughs) (laughs) or I see myself as director of or supervisor of or manager of. And, you know, I blurted out, I didn't even think it did. And which, you know, foot and mouth, I I thought at the time, I didn't even think about it, but I actually said owning my own website company. Mm. And he was like, Oh, okay. And lo and behold, four years later, I left that job and we'll, tell why here in a little bit, but uh, lo and behold, I did. I started my own (laughs) graphic design firm that included website uh, Mm -hmm. design. So was that job that you left then? I think you said you left college and you were doing, you know, this graphic design. And I think you mentioned nonprofit. So was that the nonprofit organization you were working for? And then that's where you left? Actually, I... I, what I did was when I got out of college, I started working at as a nonprofit uh, at a nonprofit as a PR and marketing director. Okay, that's why I went to college, right? Mm-hmm. Was to work in public relations because everybody said, "Ooh, you should be in in public relations." So I did that, and I did it for about a year, and it was fine. It was great, but I started learning something while I was working in that job, and I was putting off these large event planning projects so that I could play with projects that were graphic design related. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed designing the company newsletter. 
revising the website, creating the postcards, going to the printer and having the postcards made. Oh my gosh, that was just, (laughs) that was so fun. I mean, you walk in and they have colors and different fonts and different, you know, papers and that really appealed to my senses. And I discovered I had a real talent for it and I became passionate about it. And I thought, you know, let me find a job where I can do that all the time, where that's, Mm -hmm. you know, my entire uh, responsibility. And so that's where I landed a job in the corporate world and as a production coordinator, and I loved it. I used every software imaginable. I learned new software like Illustrator and Flash. Uh, I was using Photoshop and Cork, which is now Adobe, or used to be uh, a popular one. But uh, anyway, uh, I loved using the software and I loved hearing someone give me an idea and then being able to build it in front of them, to bring Mm -hmm. a visual to their idea. It was it was amazing. I loved that job. Well, and I think that leads us right into like another thing that people can be doing if they're going to be thinking about what should I, you know, be pursuing. There's so much technology out there and apps and software and, you know, different things. So when you figure out kind of what you want to do, looking to see what classes might be available to learn that or tutorials or YouTube videos or, or things like that, there's like so much out there now where we can learn and build our skill levels. Absolutely. Go go back to, to class and get a certification. You know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's time to get that degree online or mm-hmm. to finish your degree. Uh, you know, get certified in something that you know will make your life a little better when it comes to finding another job in, in a passion-related job. I always want to kind of circle back around to the fact that what's funny is I really didn't realize that graphic design was my passion until I started working in it. Mm -hmm. And that's something I want, you know, the listeners to understand that you may be working at a job and you don't know it's a passion yet. There may be an aspect of that job that you're more passionate about and you do what I did and you spend more time perfecting that than uh, working on the larger projects. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think, like I said, sometimes just being exposed to something, whether it's in the workplace or maybe you volunteer somewhere, you know, doing something, but sometimes you might think you're doing one aspect of something and you get exposed to something else and then you start to see, like, oh, I find that really interesting <laughs> and and it's helpful to, you know, kind of pinpoint where you might want to be headed, you know, for a new career or a new product or a service or something that you want to be doing with this, you know, with everything going on and trying to get mastery, the reinvention as we're talking about, just figuring out what that might be and just expose yourself to so many different things. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Volunteering is really needed right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's easy to do. It's free. Uh, It just takes your time. And it's, it's a great way to immerse yourself into another situation that where your talents can be leveraged and you can really find out, is this something I need to explore? Right. And I think one other thing right before, you know, we go to a commercial break, the something that else that popped in my head as we were talking about this is 
our kids, right, or grandkids or whoever, like exposing them to a variety of things too so they can even start to see where their passions might lie so we can help them kind of even figure out what those paths for them might be. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, it's funny, when we were young, there were, uh, well, when you and I were a lot younger, there were certain paths that we would take. Oh, (laughs) you know, Sally can be a nurse or a teacher and Johnny can be a lawyer or a doctor. And that's not true today. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's so many opportunities out there. And just, you know, even with sports or something too, whether, you know, they want to play baseball or basketball or whatever, let them just try everything and see what they really enjoy. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, so a little bit off the topic, but that's something that I thought of too, is just really letting people expose themselves to different opportunities to find out what really kind of piques their interest. So. Yeah. Uh, But believe it or not, it's actually time to take a break. So when we come back, we'll continue to chat with Alicia about mastering reinvention. You're listening to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Alicia White told us about her background and how she got into this mastering reinvention. Let's continue our discussion to find out more on this topic. So, Alicia, right before the break, we were talking about you were, you know, in college, you were doing graphic design, and you were starting to work in this PR. So, what happened after you got into that job? Well, so, you know, after I went, found the job at the corporate world, I, um, I was loving it. I was having fun in it. It was, it, it allowed me to use my talents, discover new skills, And then that's when the company said, we're going to lay some of the ancillary staff 
off. Well, mm-hmm. I was ancillary staff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll never forget. And I, it's actually, I'm really thankful to the CEO. He brought all of the staff member who, uh, who were not consultants. We were accountants, marketing, IT, payroll, that kind of thing, HR. We all came into the big boardroom and he sat us down and he said, look, we've got to cut costs. The company's not doing very well. And this is around 2004. Mm. And he said, we're either going to have to lay you off or you can leave on your own. Mm. Oh, I was devastated. I kind of knew I, I, there was a 50-50 chance that I would still have a job and my supervisor wouldn't. Uh, I went home to Rick, my husband, and I said, hey, I really don't know what to do here. Well, I was talking to a guy who had just started. My husband had just had been in his own business for the last eight years. He started his business um, and was doing well and was getting busier and needed help. And he's also the kind of guy, if you don't like it, don't be in it. Do mm. something, you know, life's too short doing something you don't love. Right. Or, and, or that you don't have control over. Well, I didn't have control over this. And he, he said, take control of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. And he suggested that I come home, work for him at his home office, and start my own design firm. And so I did. I came home and started my own graphic design firm. (laughs) That's great. So obviously then you had this kind of uncertainty of, am I going to have a job or not have a job? And so that played a big part in your next, you know, career reinvention. So, you know, can you just talk a little bit more about what you did then after that? So you've started this company. Now what? Well, I started the company. It was called, uh, 911 iDesigns and I had I started networking and doing things that I had never done before. I had never networked before. I didn't know to go to these I didn't know there were business meetings or I'm sorry, business networking gatherings where people could, you know, show each other, you know, here's your business card, here's my business card, let's exchange, let's talk. And mm-hmm. that was new to me and I was loving it. And I started building a clientele. I had people in the auto industry, health, mom and pop shops, car washes, uh, just different various industries that uh, needed my services. You know, restaurants that needed menus, uh, doctor's offices that needed a website, uh, car washes that needed coupons and a website. And I was I was building this business on my own, and it was really a lot of fun. I mean, I was just knocking it out the park and just getting one client after another. Hmm. And again, I have my husband to thank. I mean, he really has been a catalyst for a few of my career reinventions. And when, uh, but then, well, let me say, let me back up. He had been a catalyst for me coming home to work for him, but I got so busy, I couldn't work for my husband anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of backfired on him. Um, But uh, everything was was great. My business was growing. But then the U.S. started going through a recession in 2008. Mm -hmm. So I was four, five years into my business. 
And by 2010, my business had almost dried up. Wow. People were using alternative designers from India, Poland, paying them $5 versus $500 to design a postcard or, or something of that nature. You know, it, it just dried up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do. And one day I attended a, a, an all-day conference where business coaches were presenting on a variety of topics. And there was a business coach who I had known. She actually was one who invited me. And she met up with me afterwards. She knew I was a graphic designer. And she said, hey, you know, I really want to create a piece of like maybe a postcard-sized marketing piece, some kind of card that I can put in the chair for every attendee. And I thought... Okay, all right, that's something I can do for you. But so I started researching the market to see, all right, the business coach who gave a presentation, she's looking for what you would call in marketing a leave behind. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find that for speakers, though. I considered her a speaker. And I couldn't find that for business coaches who were speakers, who wanted... Uh, a marketing piece I'm not being very clear here let me put it this way I no, I understand what you're saying though too mm-hmm. but go ahead thank you okay so you look at Zig Ziglar Les Brown Anthony Robbins all of these guys they have things at the back of the room for sale right when they speak business coaches life coaches did not have that and they were missing out on the opportunity to continue branding themselves and marketing themselves long after they leave the stage. Mm-hmm. So when I did this research and found nothing existed like this for people like you, Candy, and like myself, I was like, oh, I changed the course uh, of my design firm. I added new products. I even changed the company name from 911 iDesigns to Back of the Room Productions. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's another great tip as we're talking for people who are thinking about, you know, what should I be doing right now during this time, right? Their services are potentially declining or they've had to, you know, completely shut their doors depending on the business right now. And it could be a scary time. But in the time of your fear of what am I going to do with my business because things are declining, you looked around and said, hey, here's an opportunity. Something presented itself to you, but you did more research and found here's a product or service that's needed and you were able to create something and you kind of pivoted your business and created something brand new. Right. And so that's what people listening now need to be thinking about too. Like, what can I do? What's there that there's a need that I can help fill that may not be something I've been focused on at this point. You said it so well, exactly. Guys, If you're in a position where you're trying to figure out what to do next, now is the time to start marketing and doing some marketing research. Survey your current clients, your current, if you're in business for yourself, survey your current clients and find out what is their need. Just the other day, I gave advice to a CEO of a multi-million dollar company about also uh, offer these clients a different a package of services or products. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps this client, uh, their their customer, was utilizing A and B, but if we just threw in C and D for a few dollars more, 
then the company makes more money, the client gets more uh, benefit. Right. So be thinking about that. Look, look at what you can do differently. Can you repackage some things? Can you add some, some kind of value to what you're currently doing to keep that steady stream of income coming in? Because it is hard when you're going through things that are out of your control, like a recession, like COVID-19. When you're going through these kind of things, You've got to think outside the box. You have to be on your feet. And if you can implement it sooner, then that's better. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've talked about, you know, three different careers that you've kind of gone through this reinvention. So do you think that's it? That's your last reinvention? Or do you have something you think is going to be on the horizon? (laughs) Oh, my. Well, you know, I started Back of the Room Productions in 2012, and it's still going strong. I'm still working in my true passion. I absolutely love developing these products and branded pieces for uh, people who use speaking to grow their business. Is this my last reinvention? I kind of think so. (laughs) (laughs) But who really knows, right? There's, you know, we don't always know what's going to come, but it's, it's always fun to think about though, right? (laughs) Well, absolutely. And well, you know, one of the things that's sparking my interest now Uh, I've been going to Yellowstone National Park every year since 2006 to photograph the wildlife. Mm -hmm. And through you, you've probably seen some of my, I have, I've enjoyed seeing those photos (laughs) of grizzly bears and foxes and elk and bison. And I, Rick and I always walk away with these enthralling stories. And as a member of Toastmasters, I've been sharing these stories, like lessons learned from a grizzly bear. Oh, trust me, I've learned a few lessons from a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, lessons of uh, or uh, the buffalo stampede. Um, there's there's a part of me that kind of wants to do some storytelling, and who knows where that could lead? You know, well, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So as we've gone through this you know, interview already today, just this discussion, we've talked about four different career reinventions that you've had. So you've got a lot of experience with this. So what does mastering reinvention really mean to you? It means if you're not fulfilled, if you're not content where you are now, begin searching for what sparks that excitement and that uh, that you get enjoyment from. It's finding and working in your true passion. Mm-hmm. It's doing something that you love. Life is too short, not doing something, you know, doing something you don't love. And there's no reason to be miserable where you are. I, I believe that mastering a reinvention means living a life of fulfillment and being content. And I am there now. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it. And right. I, I assume, Candy, you've gone through a, a period of, of reinventions of your own. Yes. Can you, yeah. you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's so true. Like, you know, I never intended to be an entrepreneur. I, you know, I had a grandfather who was an entrepreneur and I didn't get to see a whole lot of that because he lived in Indiana and I lived in California and I got to see him like a week or two every other year or something. Right. So I wasn't really exposed to the whole entrepreneurship thing. And I had, you know, my first job was a cashier in retail 
and I had multiple promotions, you know, while I was there, I was graduating college and I originally thought maybe I'll go to law school and be like a business attorney or something like that. Um, and then I thought, well, it's not conducive to family, right? You know, yeah. so maybe I'll just stay in retail, but retail still wasn't really all that conducive too, because in management, I was working just, you know, crazy hours sometimes. I mean, Christmas season, one year I was going in at 9 p.m. at night, working all night long. And Christmas season started in September, right with the inventory and everything. And then one year it was going in at 4 a.m. and uh, at I was newly married at one of those seasons and didn't see my husband. And then I had a baby and then I was pregnant with baby number two. And I was like, you know what? Retail is just not for me. I want to, you know, be able to be home more with my kids and actually quit and stayed home for three years and was just at home. Mom didn't even work really. And then um, I thought, well, I need to do a little something. So I became a Tupperware lady. Right. And that was my talking to adults getting a little bit of extra cash or whatever, and then I could still be home. And then I was introduced to someone who needed some assistance, you know, with their um, bookkeeping. There was a director who was out on medical leave and I went into this preschool. I got to take my kids. They were the perfect ages. So they actually got to go to the preschool with me. I did the job that I needed to do and then we would leave. So I didn't have to work full time, um, but that kind of did that. And then that got me into working in a publishing company. When that job kind of went away, when the director came back, became the full charge bookkeeper in the publishing company. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point, at some point, uh, I'd been there many years, my husband finally said, you know, people love what you're doing, and you should start your own business, because someone had said, oh, you're a bookkeeper, I need help, my husband has a business, and I hate doing this part of it, and this part of it, and this part of it, would you help? And she actually bugged me for four months. And I finally gave in. And after about a year of doing that, my husband's like, quit your job. And do, and that was my doing it on the side, right, where you said earlier too, like, just test it and see, you know, how it goes. That's what I did. And then it became my company. You know, now I've, you know, got, I think, what, seven or eight employees right now. And it just never intended to be a business owner and an employer and all of that. But life kind of takes you down a path sometimes that you don't plan for yourself. So it was definitely uh, not planned. And I guess you could call that a reinvention as well, too, of what I thought I was going to be. I was going to be a retail manager. Right. Right. So it it is a reinvention. And because you were open, though, to the ideas, you also you had your own catalyst who sounded like it was your husband as well. And some and some of your your friends in, in the industry and, you know, now look at you, you're, you're a radio uh, host. A, a that definitely wasn't on my radar either. <laughs> so, well, but. yeah, it wasn't on my radar to be a speaker, you know, and, and that's how you and I met. We met, well, actually, we met at a conference uh, years ago, but then I know that I've seen you speak, you've seen me speak, and it's, you know, all over the nation. It's just interesting how, how becoming an entrepreneur can really change your life. I, I had no idea that the rewards that would come from it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's definitely struggles. I mean, I think there's a concept too of, you know, that, you know, people know the CEO out there on the golf course or something. I mean, that's great for, you know, those big company CEOs. But if you're an entrepreneur, that's not the typical picture, right? We're working a lot harder than what yes. is pictured, you know. So, 
that's the downside sometimes too is I don't know if other people have the same thing as me but sometimes I wake up because I've got things in my mind that are going and as the entrepreneur I have to think about x y and z you know and so that's the other side is like your mind doesn't always shut off it's not like you go to work eight to five you leave it behind and then that's it so um, there's a lot to consider as being an entrepreneur but it is exciting and like you said you kind of make your own you know your own path because you're deciding what you want to do exactly and you know one of the things that I heard you say is you know you do have to uh, it's a different mindset it's it's uh, you know for me it was like well I didn't have a clue how to run a business Mm -hmm. I had to learn over time how to do that and I'm still learning from time to time, you know, oh, I guess I could have done that a little differently to retain that client. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I know now to always get a contract signed. I'm sure oh. you do too. <laughs> yeah. I've been burned more than once, yes. <laughs> but I think it's because we trust, I mean, you're a trusting person, I'm a trusting person. Like we trust people are going to be, you know, honest and, and do the right thing. Um, but then you find out that's not always the case. I know, right? That That is probably one of the hardest things for people who are uh, empathetic, you know, such as probably yourself and, and myself, you know, and, and, and really uh, people pleasers or, and not even, I don't want to label people as that, but uh, just people who see the good in, in others, when right. it doesn't happen, it, it hurts you to your core because mm-hmm. you're like, what, what, what did I, you know, how could I have done this differently? And why did you just stab me by not right. paying me, you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I actually shared that in um, one of the kind of stories for a compilation book that I was in that's navigating entrepreneurship. And I talk about the heart and the head and, you know, sometimes the head wins and, you know, that wasn't the best decision maybe business wise, but that's just kind of what happened. And then sometimes you just have to balance, like you can't let your head always make the decisions. Your heart is involved, but sometimes the heart is too much. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes it's just a juggling thing that it you learn, like I said, we make mistakes, but that's part of being an entrepreneur as well. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, we're actually just coming up on break. And so when we come back, I really want to talk about some of the tips uh, that you want to share. I read your Mastering Reinvention a booklet that you sent, and there's some great information in there. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about some of those tips uh, that she has. So we'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with Alicia White of Back of the Room Productions. Let's talk a little bit more about mastering reinvention. So right now we are facing uncertain times and there are many people who are unsure of their careers and they're not really sure what to do next. So what advice do you have for those who want to change careers? Well, if you're in your, if you're a career professional right now and you're looking to reinvent yourself, you know, a lot of what Candy and I shared earlier, you know, look to some people to see what are talents and, and skills that you have that you seem to enjoy, that you seem to spend more time on, start writing those down and kind of noodle those over in your head. And But go a, little, a step a little further. Hire a career coach. Uh, coaches will assess your likes and your dislikes. They'll guide you into finding a career that's a good fit. If you're not able to hire a coach right now, then take assessments online. There's a lot of free assessments, you know, find mm-hmm. find the right job for me, et cetera. But I'm going to caution you or ask you, challenge you to put aside what you're currently doing right now and answer those questions from your gut, mm-hmm. from your heart. Uh, see what pops up instead of, oh, I'm expected to put, okay, I love you know, I love math, so teaching or accounting or science would be a good career. But uh, maybe it's or let me let me rephrase that. You're working in math in a math field right now, and those pr- professions will pop up if you answer, you know, what you're expected. Well, let's mm-hmm. let's look for something that's unexpected. Take, mm-hmm. take those assessments to see what's in uh, interest you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. There was actually a, a test that I took once and it was actually I was part of a group that a, a business coach had said, take this test and it was called Strength Finders. Yeah. And you had to answer that question within like so many seconds that you didn't have time to really think about what's the right answer. You just had to answer like instinct. And I think that's helpful, too. So you're not like, what should I have to answer? Right. It's just, would you rather do this or this answer? And then it gives you those five strengths and then you know, what are great things you could do with that as well, too. Um, So that's something to consider. But I think, like you said, talking to a career coach is good. And they also can kind of keep you encouraged to be doing something. I think right now it could be discouraging times and people just don't know what they should be doing. But I think also just to think about if you weren't paid a dime, but, you know, what would you want to do with your time that you totally enjoy, right? And then how can you turn that into a job, a career, a business, you know, something like that too. That's great advice. You know, if, if you're, if you've been thinking about, I would rather do X, Y, Z, explore that. Mm-hmm. Start reading articles on that. Uh, as mentioned earlier, take classes, get, do some tutorials, uh, 
that's some other things to really flesh out what it is that that's hidden inside you because again my passion for design I didn't know it was there mm-hmm. in the first two careers you know the the first two jobs um, it, it had to flesh itself out and now I'm finding that uh, photographing wildlife is also a passion I kind of tell myself I have a heart passion and a brain passion. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of explain that because some people may be going through this too. Well, I really love doing X, Y, Z, but I don't think I can make money at it, but I love doing ABC, so I'll do ABC. That's okay. You can have a brain and a heart passion. My brain passion is back of the room productions. It's, it's putting these promotional pieces together for people, making them look like uh, an expert, providing them with strategies for the stage and off the stage at the back of the room. But my heart passion is photographing the wildlife. It's traveling in that RV to Yellowstone every year, getting out <laughs> the camera and and finding that wildlife and then, you know, studying that, that subject for an hour if I'm lucky and then processing the photos. That's a heart passion. And if you can do both, then, I mean, gosh, what a great life you'll have. Right. Well, and I think while you're talking to and you said the heart passion and, you know, the head passion, I was thinking, too, some people might think, well, right now I just have to work where I can to earn, you know, some money. And we all understand that, right? It makes sense if you have to pay the bills or something. Um, But if you can at least start, like I said, with something else that you do have a heart passion for, again, maybe start that on the side and then see where that leads you, it might be able to turn into your career at some point. It can. It can definitely do that. That That's what happened to me. Another thing you might do is not even uh, change careers, but change a uh, transfer out of one department to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at your current workplace. Uh, where are other departments that you see you would be a good fit, you would enjoy working in that department? I gave this when I worked at the hospital. A coworker came up to me complaining about her job. She didn't care for her supervisor because he was on her about this and that. And I said, "Well, what is it that you want to do?" She said, "Well, actually, I would rather just take the files, organize them, put them in in this filing cabinet, and then create a process to do this system and that system." And I said, "Okay, so you want to make systems? You want to mm-hmm. you you know you want to." organize and he's asking you to do something that doesn't feed your soul what if you went to him and said hey I'd rather would rather do this can you hire someone else to do that and mm-hmm. uh, and it worked it, I couldn't believe it because the guy was known to be kind of uh, a hardhead and <laughs> and she she must have convinced him that life would be better at the at the hospital in his department if she just had this one job and she worked there for years doing that. Mm-hmm. So look, look around your, your workplace. Yeah, that's a great idea. But if somebody maybe now wants to start their own business and maybe they've been laid off or maybe they just have realized now they're not happy where they were before and now is a great time, right? They're at home. They've got some time to think it through. So if someone's thinking of starting their own business. What advice would you give them? 
you know, if, if you've been laid off, it, it is time to start your own business, especially if you know that's what you want to do. Find a mentor who has who owns their own business, who's running their own business in a similar industry. That is one of the first things I did, and I don't regret it. My mentor helped me through so much, identify my target client. He helped me with determine my fees, define my mission statement, so much more. He had already been there. He already, he had already owned his own graphic design firm and, and worked in marketing. And you can go to score.org, S-C-O-R-E.org, to find a mentor, and they're free. So mm-hmm. now is the time to start utilizing those free resources. Right. Also, and, the SBDC, I'll throw that in there, too, the Small Business Development Centers. Those are across, you know, the nation as well, too, and they can give some great tips as, and, you know, mentoring. I'm so glad you said that because uh, we have SBDC here also. And I didn't know that they were national, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, – and, and someone like Candy, if you admire her and how she started her business just because – Maybe she's in accounting and maybe you want to do something like copywriting. Well, you could still talk to someone like Candy or myself to find out what does it really take to run your own business and what should we consider? Candy, I think it's safe to say that you and I both would be willing to talk to someone who who just got laid off or or is contemplating starting their own business. We could talk to them for a little bit and, and, and mentor them a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are in their surrounding areas, even too, that they just reach out to someone and say, this is what I'm thinking, or I, I admire you, I've seen you, and I think what you do is amazing. I think a lot of people really have a heart to help others, and you just ask, right? Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Just ask, exactly. Yep. And I think it's so true, the whole mentoring thing. I mean, there are so many mistakes that I had made when I started my business, and I wish I had had someone to kind of guide me. And, you know, I think sometimes people think like, oh, but I'm going to be competing with them. They're not going to want to talk to me. But most of us realize there's enough in the world that, you know, we can't serve everyone, and there's different needs of different people. And so it's okay to share the expertise we have. And this is what I've learned. And, you know, again, in navigating entrepreneurship, I wrote some of the mistakes I had made and, you know, wanted people to kind of learn from what I did wrong so that they don't make those same mistakes. Now, everyone's still going to make mistakes, you know, but if we can kind of help you through some of that so you don't have to make all the mistakes we made, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, then that's good. Uh, We definitely want to do that so well and I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the things when I first started my own company it, when I went to the business networking meetings I met up with another graphic designer I was like oh great there's too many graphic designers in this one room mm-hmm. you know? and I looked at him as competition fortunately he didn't he was experienced right, right. came up to me and said hey Alicia you said you know how to use flash and I said yes he said I don't know how and I have a client that wants it. And he brought me in. And I learned right then and there that he had a different target audience. I had a different target audience. And we could work together. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so true. I mean, I'm president right now of the South Bay Business Women's Association, too. And last year at our conference, I was giving uh, my speech. And it was based on collaboration, not competition. And it turns out that there was a bookkeeper in the room who just had moved to this area. And she heard when I first said I was a bookkeeper, she's like, oh, the president of the organization is the bookkeeper. You know, I guess I don't need to join. But then my whole topic was collaboration. She came and introduced herself to me. I encouraged her to come and join us. And now she's our treasurer, right? Oh. 
So, <laughs> so it worked out really well. So definitely, you know, there's enough for everyone. And again, we have different targets. Like I have a very specific target and I have a target I don't really want to work with. And so I want to have someone to refer to. And so it's great to have a lot of resources. So yes, find those resources. Most of the time they are going to be willing, you know, to talk with you. So, And and you want to also listen to podcasts like uh, Candy's Biz Help for You. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. So, well, believe it or not, we're actually getting close to the close and there's so much more that we could share, but I really wanted you to be able to, you know, talk if you have an offer that you want to share, like what that offer is. Yes, absolutely. You know, I have this e-booklet out on uh, on Kindle on Amazon, but you know what? For those who are listening, if you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Alicia White 911. So that's A-L-I-C-I-A White, the number's 911, Alicia White 911 on facebook.com. Send me a message. I will just ship that e-book to you for free. Perfect. So obviously you said how to find you on Facebook. What about a website or phone number? Any other social media locations you want people to find you? Yes. Backoftheroomproductions.com. That is my website for my company. And uh, that's where, you know, if you're a speaker or you're a business person who wants to be a successful speaker, check out backoftheroomproductions.com. And uh, you can always uh, contact me through there and we can get on a phone call or through Facebook. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So we have maybe about a minute or so left before I have to close. So can you just say, what is your best tip then for mastering reinvention? Support. Having people who love you unconditionally support you because without that support, it's going to be difficult because there are going to be times when you're like, why did I do this? Mm -hmm. And when you have someone who's your cheerleader, and who can say, just keep in it, keep keep going at it. That's so important. That is so true. And that support could be family. It could be a business coach. It could be a mastermind group. It could be a networking group. You know, there's so many different ways to look at that support. So definitely, I, I agree with you there. Same thing. When I started, I didn't know anything. And I, I what, what is a networking group? You know, what is a mastermind? And they definitely have been very helpful for me for my own business and you know, just building those friendships. I consider a lot of the people I've met in business friends, not just business associates. So that's been, you know, a great uh, advantage as well. So thank you for sharing that tip. Same here. And I just, you know, thank you to Alicia for just being my guest today. I I know there's so much more we could have covered on this topic, um, but I appreciate your joining me. Absolutely. I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful that we got to know each other so long ago too, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and that was at a conference, right? You know, yeah. professional development. So it's definitely good to go to those and build those relationships. And we've been able to stay in touch over time through social media and things too. So I appreciate your taking the time to share your expertise with the listeners today. Um, and I do want to thank the listeners for tuning in to the show as well. I hope you found the topic interesting and that it answered some questions about mastering reinvention. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Alicia at any of the links that she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. Next week's topic is leading and self-managing during adverse and ambiguous times. I hope you can join us for this presentation. 
And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.